Hello, everybody, and happy fucking New Year. Yes, that's right. It is Saturday, January 1st, 2022. 2021 is behind us, and let me welcome you to another episode of The Ordinary Podcast. This is episode number 239 of polynerdic.com's weekly nerd-centric life and culture podcast for adults. As always, I am your ordinary nerdy host, Shad, and welcome. We're starting late today Uh, (laughs) due to the new year being yesterday and being behind yesterday. I did not get to record this podcast, and then I woke up super late today because fuck it. You know, it's the new year. I was up late. Uh, Admittedly, I had a a small depressive episode after the new year uh, changeover. Um, I combated it by writing a bit before I could fall asleep, and then I also um, finished the main quest of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, That is a game, my friends, that needs an editor. Um, I said this when I beat Days Gone a couple years ago, that, like, that game just kept going, and so does Valhalla, man. Like, just when you think it's done, it's like, nope, here's more. Nope, here's more. And then the, the real fuckery of it is is that, like, I quote-unquote subdued England. All the territories were allies of of the uh, of the, the Vikings, the main characters. And then it was like, go do other things. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I just don't have the energy. 125 hours to beat that game. Um, I didn't complete everything. I completed a number of things. Like, I, I beat all the... the Drangar of uh, Ragnarsson, or Ragnar, excuse me. Um, I beat the six of them and, and then did the final quest where you, you know, you see his final moments played out. Um, I hunted all the legendary animals... I didn't get all the treasure. I didn't get all the mysteries. I didn't do all the environmental stuff. I didn't get all the artifacts. It's just too much. Like, I took a screenshot once of the game, and it was like this wild um, view from a synchronization tower where you, the, the, the skyline was just littered with yellow, blue, and white dots um, and lines going down to where they are. Uh they really did need an editor on that game. That game was a really good game, gameplay-wise, and I enjoyed the story, and I, I liked, you know, taking over England as 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 uh, the Vikings. I played as a uh, Lady I- Ivor. Ivor, um, she was great. Her characterization was great. Um, had that epic moment a couple weeks ago when they did the free crossover thing, where I got to interact with Cassandra, who is arguably my favorite assassin in the series um honestly i think the three of the more recent trilogy are my favorites um i loved bayak i love cassandra and i love uh lady evor um i don't appreciate ubisoft making a 120 150 hour game 
that the story doesn't finish until you get the DLC. Um, if I were in the mood to, to give the game a, a review, it would definitely suffer because of that decision. Um, but it officially became the first game I've completed in 2022 um, when I beat it at like 3 in the morning. And all, and then I uh, uninstalled it. I was like, I am not even going to leave this on the PlayStation. Um, A, because the PlayStation is not mine, and in a, in a few short months it will be out of the house. Uh, and B, because uh, they... Um, And, and B, because I, I just don't want to, to go back to it. I'm sorry, I had, like, a, uh, a moment of crisis there when I realized that, like, it's January. And I think I have, like, five paydays before my lease is up. Um, maybe six. Um, so that was scary. Um, yeah, it, uh... It was a good game. I enjoyed it, but it, it's. I'm glad to be done with it. Um, I, I uninstalled it because I know if I leave it on there, I'll be drawn back into it to try to like. I had like four more of the order to kill, uh, five more. Um, but I didn't want to mess with them because that, that's another thing that it, it bothered me uh, is that it uh, like you had to collect clues to identify the members of the order to, before you can assassinate them. And, and, like, they don't even exist in the game world until you've got those clues, uh, which I think is, is horseshit in itself. Um, but especially the fact that they added, um, like, there's a drinking minigame and a dice minigame, neither of which I enjoy. Um, I haven't finished a dice game. I play two or three rounds of a match, and then I'm like, I can't. I, this is, this, I don't like this. Um, and then the drinking mini game is fine, but like at ultimately it's, it's just not fun. And they locked two of the, two of the low tier members of the order are locked behind, um, the need for, uh, completing those, winning those games. And I just, uh, Never lock a thing behind another thing like that. That's 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 frustrating game design. Um, but that was my New Year's Eve. I streamed a bunch, uh, played a couple hours of Forza Horizon uh, Five. Uh, took about thirty to forty minutes of technical difficulty, and then I played Animal Crossing for the New Year. Uh, I'm gonna cut that Animal Crossing bit out. Uh, posted on YouTube, both the full show and the end with the countdown and the Happy New Year's and all that stuff. Um, and then I, shortly after signing off Animal Crossing, had my little depressive episode um, when a number of things hit me all at once. Uh, and then I wrote about them and then went to sleep and slept like a baby until 10 a.m., uh, which put the whole day behind because I was supposed to start between 9 and 10 uh, had not recorded the podcast yet, had not, you know, got up, showered, coffee, any of that yet. 
So here we are recording the podcast at 11 in the morning. Um, this is not the episode I wanted it to be. Uh, I, I was going to do the game of the year stuff or, or the 2021 recap stuff. That'll be next week uh, because I need time to figure out how I'm going to format game of the year this year uh, because I didn't play the vast majority of 2021's releases. Um, I am finally going to get to play Death's Door this weekend. Uh, I got my hands on it because it was on sale and I could stomach, you know, putting $15 on a credit card. Uh, so we're going to play that today, Saturday the 1st. Uh, so I, I will have at least an opinion on it when I, uh, uh, do my game of the year stuff later in the week. Um, so that's out. I didn't get to do that. I didn't see enough movies this year to be like, this is my movie of the year. Um, I did watch a number of shows, so I could conceivably do that. And that brings me to the thing I did want to discuss real quick, uh, since I didn't have a chance to do it last week. Uh, I finished both Hawkeye and The Wheel of Time. Um, so this will have some spoilery type discussions to it, everybody. So if you're not into spoilers... Uh, this is going to be the last thing we talk about, um, these two shows. So if you're not into spoilers, uh, Happy New Year. I hope you find some measure of joy, comfort, and happiness uh, this year. Maybe even love. Maybe you, maybe you find love for yourself. Maybe you find new love. Because that's certainly what I'm hoping for for myself, uh, is to continue to grow in the self-love category and and hopefully... Either rekindle old love or kindle something new because I'm a lonely sad boy and the last five months have been really hard. Um, you know, I, I will talk about that another time. Um, so happy new year. Enjoy your weekend. What's left of it. Enjoy your week. Um, I know most of y'all have work on Monday. Uh, if not Sunday, unfortunately, some of you do work on Sunday. I just hope the best for all of you. Anyone who's hearing this, I, I, as long as you're a decent human being, I, I hope the best for you. Um, so, spoiler time. Uh, Hawkeye. I said all season that I did not realize I was going to like Hawkeye as much as I did. Um... I initially only went in to watch it because I knew Florence Pugh's character, uh, you know, uh, Yelena was going to show up to try to kill Hawkeye uh, based on the stinger at the end of Black Widow. That was my entire motivation for watching the show. Uh, on that end, I'm a little disappointed that she didn't show up till the end, uh, you know, the last couple episodes. Uh, but the episodes that she was in, she was phenomenal. Um, Florence Pugh is a crazy talented actress. And... Uh, I seen it. Someone said it on Twitter, so this is not original phrasing by me, but I agree with the sentiment wholeheartedly. She like elevates everybody. <clears throat> Her scenes with uh, Haley Steinfeld, uh, Kate Bishop, make me want a show that's just them. You know, like <laughs> I, I just I want a buddy comedy with Yelena and and Kate. Like that that their scenes were phenomenal. Uh, especially when they had like their weird like little uh, they had their little dinner scene uh, with the macaroni and cheese, and then they had their um, their fight in the building through the elevator and like stop making me like you, uh, <laughs> like I loved it. Um, 
I want them to have a show. Like next season of Hawkeye, Clint Barton can just you know be a, a guest character at at this point. Uh, I know that won't work, but like I, I just want more of Yelena and Kate's shenaniganry. Um, Kingpin uh, showing up in it was a uh, was a surprise that was less surprising because it came on the heels of Kevin Feige saying uh, Charlie Cox is. Uh, the MCU's Daredevil, um, and like that, the coy little like we don't know when we're gonna see him, but he's he's in my mind the the Daredevil, um, which is a spoiler for something else. Uh, had they not made that announcement before Kingpin showed up on Hawkeye, it would have been more surprising. Um, they did kind of unsubtly drop things, uh, like the, the auto dealership being like fat man's or whatever. Um, I was overjoyed when Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin showed up. He was my, one of my, probably my favorite part of the daredevil series. Uh, he was so good. And they acknowledged also, um, that it's the same kingpin. It's not. It's not a different. It's not a multiversal thing. It's the same kingpin, um, which makes all of the Netflix stuff canon again, uh, or at least the Daredevil Netflix stuff. I, it'd be interesting to see how they play that in uh, with the the Defenders. Um, I still need to watch that too. Wow. Um, I was overjoyed that he came into the show. I'm a little annoyed by his supposed, alleged, apparent execution uh, on the final episode. Uh, yes, it happens off screen, and we know that you know in most movies, but especially Marvel movies, if you don't see the body, um, they're probably not dead. Uh, there was an arc in the comics I read about where he got shot in the head and he was temporarily blinded by it, but he, you know, obviously didn't kill him. Um, I think it would be an enormous waste of his talent as an actor to not let him continue to be a part of the series, especially since Echo is getting her own series. Um, he's got to come back for that, right? Like that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's got to be one of the main stories, if not the main arc of Echo is. Kingpin's out for revenge, right? Like his 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 uh his lapdog, so to speak, has turned on him. He's now he's got to put her down. You know, like that. That's got to be the story of Echo fighting Kingpin. Um, and I really look forward to that show. I I'd, I'd look forward to a show led by a disabled Native American actress. That just seemed that just that that I hate to say it, folks, but that's progress. You know, like, a deaf Native American woman playing a deaf Native American character is just, just perfect. Um, and and you, you legitimately love to see it. At least I do. Um, I'm very interested in, in where that those shows go. Like, is there going to be a season two of Hawkeye? How is Echo going to work? Is it going to be technically season two of Hawkeye? Is that, like, is it going to be, like that sort of shenaniganry. Um, how much crossover will there be? Like, will we see Kate and Clint and, um, Echo? Who knows? Um, 
but I ultimately really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite Disney Plus shows. I haven't l- disliked any of them. Um, and they're almost incomparable because, you know, like WandaVision was a completely different thing than Hawkeye Winter Soldier, which was a completely different thing than Loki, <clears throat> which was a completely different thing than What If. Um, so I can't, I can't even rank them. Like I, I, you know, I used to keep a running list of the MCU movies ranked and every time one would come out, I would update it and whatnot. Um, I did that all the way through end game. Um, and now I think like phase four movies are, are like a different animal. Um, and I haven't slotted them into, you know, the the overarching Marvel Universe stuff. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it was a good show, though. Wheel of Time is the other show I finished. Um... Big fan of the book series. But I also read them like 20-ish years ago. You know, like I, I think I think I probably started reading The Wheel of Time. Sixteen years ago. I, I think I started reading it in 05. I, I, I don't think I picked up the first book of the Wheel of Time series until after I came home from the Air Force. Um and I think it was before my middle child was born. So I'll say 16 years. I started reading the series 16 years ago. I have never reread any of it uh, because those books are fucking huge. And who, ha- who has the time? <laughs> like, who has the time to reread 13 or 14 doorstopper novels? You know, like hundreds of pages, hundreds of thousands to- of words per book. Um, I mean,. We're talking about a franchise that the final book was so big it had to be broken into a trilogy. I have not gone back and re- reread any of them. I've you know I've read notes and and wikis and whatnot to to try to refresh myself, but like I really enjoyed that series, and I so far really enjoy the show. The show made a lot of changes, uh, some of them questionable, um, like giving Perrin a wife that he murdered on accident in the first episode, like. Uh, that was unnecessary. Um, you know, like, it's tropey as fuck to give a character, especially a male character, a partner uh, that they accidentally kill or that gets killed. And, like, that character's whole existence is so that it can, can, can so it can die to motivate the other character. Um, Fridging, I, I believe, is the the term they use in comic books when it happens, um, referencing a Green Lantern character's uh, partner being found stuffed in a fridge. Um, like, so that was a questionable thing. Like, they did it to to further motivate the character's um, gentle nature. Um, Parent in the book is a big, strong guy who uh, understands that he could very easily accidentally hurt people. Uh, who has a temper, and his <clears throat> most of his arc, especially early on, is about controlling that temper and not hurting people. Um, 
And they totally could have done that without him accidentally killing his wife in battle. Um, so, like, that was a questionable thing right off the bat. Like, episode one, what the hell? Um, and then they spent the entire run of the season unsure about who the Dragon Reborn was. Was was it one of the women? Was it one of the boys? You know, um, they did age up the characters, which I appreciated. Uh, because they're, like teens in the books and now they're like young adults um you know there's there's sexual relationships between uh characters like you well like you know Perrin was married and 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 um Rand and, and Egwin have uh uh Ed, Edwin I, I can never the names are some of the names are very weird in this uh um show and book um they, you know, they have a physical relationship on and off. Um, so, like, I appreciated that. I also appreciated that it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, <clears throat> gratuitous in the way that Game of Thrones sometimes was. We're like, you know what this scene needs? Titties. Because, um, you know, Game of Thrones had, especially with Littlefinger, there were scenes where, like, he's going to go on this villain monologue and then, like, in the background two women are having sex. And it's, like, a audition for his whorehouse, but, like, completely unnecessary for the scene you know like um game or real time didn't do that um i don't think i don't think it's fair to call it like the next game of thrones because it's a completely different kind of fantasy um it's definitely got a whole different vibe than than Game of Thrones. Honestly, like, the Witcher series has a more Game of Thrones vibe than, than Wheel of Time does. Um, Because, <clears throat> like, the Witcher and Game of Thrones are both, like, deep in fantasy um, worlds, whereas, like, Wheel of Time is actually, like, an after-the-apocalypse story, uh, which you find out as as the show goes on that, like, before the breaking of the world or whatever, the, I think it was called the breaking, um, when the last dragon existed, this the world was a much more technologically advanced place. Um, flying carriages and, 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 you know, magic used in a very, very um, enhance your life kind of way. Um, and then the world was sundered and everything went to shit and then now it's like a, a medieval fantasy world um and that's one of my favorite things about that franchise is that it's it's not just a a european tinged um medieval fantasy it's 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 a, it's a story about a world that reached the pinnacle and then fell apart due to the actions of an evil entity and his, his cohorts um they made some some changes to the in the finale like the, the the they managed to to cram the eye of the world into which again is a doorstopper novel um and we'll look at the page count
came out in 1990, 782 pages. They crammed a 782-page book into, like, eight episodes, and it worked. They they fixed the pacing uh, because Eye of the World had a lot of scenes that was just walking. It was very, very, very Lord of the Rings in that way, that it was, you know, just a lot of time walking. Um, and... I enjoy what they did. Uh, they 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 made some really smart changes, and they made some questionable ones that ended up playing out. Like I was saying just a minute ago, throughout the series, they they kept like we don't know which of you is is the Dragon Reborn, um, which kind of led to like, are they going to change it? Is it not going to be Rand? Is it is it is it is it going to be one of the women? Like that would be interesting if they did that. I know it would piss off a lot of fanboys, but it would be interesting if they did it. And then spoilers, you know, they they absolutely went with it being Rand at, 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 by the end of the season. Um, they. did a good thing there at the end of the first season where they, in the book, Rand does everything. Like, once he realizes he's the Dragon Reborn, he has his showdown with with uh, one of the Dark Ones minions. He thinks it's the Dark One, spoilers, but it's not. Um, he has a showdown at the Eye of the World, and then he teleports over here and saves people here, and then he teleports over here and saves people here. Um, they split it up amongst the main characters. Um... In a way that I really appreciated. Um, letting the women have their final stand was pretty epic. And it, and it wasn't epic in the way that, like... Remember in Avengers when, like, all the female characters got together and there was this, like, girl boss kind of moment? Uh, and, it, and it was cool to see, but also felt pandering. Uh, this is more of a, hey, these five women here, two of which are the main characters and, and two of which we just barely introduced and one of them's a supporting character... They're the only channelers left in the city that need to protect from this, you know, um, massive army of evil uh, Trollocs, which are like orcs, um, that are attacking. And they they link together and they use their magic to, to do this epic destruction. That burns out a lot of them. And I, and I mean burns out literally. Like, you know, they... They talk about it in this season of The Witcher, uh, about fire magic being forbidden and, and, and how it burns you out and disconnects you from the source, from the chaos magic, as they call it. Um, in the Wheel of Time universe, when a woman burns themselves out, a lot of the times they literally burn themselves out. Like, like you see it in the show where like their eyes burn away and their flesh crisps up and... Uh, like before that, they start glowing from within, like like they're like a dragon about to exhale fire, um, and you see that in this ending where several of the of those five women um, that make that last stand uh, burn out, and it, and it and it's really epic and horrifying. Um, I look forward to season two. Um, I hope I can still afford Amazon Prime when that happens. Um, 
I like what they did overall. Like I, I, I really, really, really do like what they did with it, and I think they built a, fo- a promising uh, base, a promising foundation for the series. I don't know if they're going to get through all fourteen books. Um, Amazon seems less trigger happy on canceling shows than Netflix does, um, but also. Uh, I, I just want to see how far they get into it because I've said it before of the series and fans will probably hate it, but like there's a lot of filler in the Wheel of Time. Uh, there is a lot of flowery language. Uh, Robert Jordan was really good at setting a scene, uh, but sometimes it, it did feel like he got into the minutia a little too much um, of like details of the scene. Uh, everything from clothing to furniture to just everything. Um, and there was a lot of scenes, like I said, in the in the first book especially, that were very Lord of the Rings-esque in that it's like, okay, let's walk to here. Now let's walk to here. And let's walk over here some more. And it, it definitely padded the word count. And there's some definite pacing issues. There's one whole book towards the end. It's like the ninth or 10th book. Uh, and it's not the only one that's guilty of this, but there's one whole book that is just incredibly dull. And if I remember correctly, it's like the whole book is what was going on somewhere else during the previous book. Um, and it, so it almost feels like they could have spliced them together, uh, and made two books that cover the same ground. I don't know. It's it's been like I said. It's been at least a decade since I finished it. When was the last book out? I, I, I know we brought this up last time. Um, Final Wheel of Time book, A Memory of Light. Uh, it came out in 2013, so it's been almost a decade since I finished the series. Because um, I got that book the day it came out, and finished it. Not that day, but shortly thereafter. Uh, it is a great book series. Definitely worth a read or a listen if you do audiobooks. Actually, I would probably suggest it as an audiobook because it would, A, um, fill a lot of time. <laughs> so, like, if you have... Um, if you have... you have a lot of time on your hands like a commute or anything like that or if you like to listen to books while you do other things like your dishes or your chores or whatever um wheel of time would be a great series for that um very interested in seeing where they go with it and then i guess at this point um i can bring up that i've been watching the witcher season two um i really enjoy it i really enjoy what they're doing um I uh, obviously see parallels with other fantasy stuff. Uh, the Witcher's world is very brutal in a way that's... It was hard to read, and it's really hard to watch because it does lean into the the racism inherent in a lot of fantasy. Um, the human elves stuff. Um, they lean into that really hard this season. And... Uh, It's hard to watch. Um, I enjoy it. I like the show. 
I like the story. I like Henry Cavill as the Witcher a whole lot. I, I like, um, forgive me for not knowing their names, uh, but the young woman that plays Siri and the young woman that plays Yennefer, I've, I've grown to really like them. Um, I did find it interesting that Yennefer's actress is 25 and Siri's actress is 20. Um, like, like the, the age difference amuses me because Siri's supposed to be like a child, uh, you know, a teen at the, at the oldest. Um, and, you know, and Yennefer's kind of like an ageless wizard sorceress. Um, I'm about halfway through it because uh, I'm, I'm not trying to binge it and, and finish it. So if we finish it by or if I finish it by the end of next week, we'll talk about that, too, when we, when we do the game of the year stuff. But it is hard to watch, um, you know, because the world is so shitty in the real world. And, and, and it is hard to watch reflections of that in fantasy. Like, like I always at the, at the table when we play D&D. I try to eliminate some of those elements, like, um, especially as I've become more experienced as a DM. Because, like, early on, I just went with what the the, the world has written. Um, you know, goblins are terrible people, and, and people hate goblins and whatever. And I wanted to have a character that was a good goblin. And then I realized that, like, the solution to this good goblin being turned into a halfling was problematic. That, like... Why couldn't this good goblin just be a good goblin? And and so we retcon that. Um, I try to eliminate those sort of things. Um, where when, when I'm able to spot them, I, I certainly try to be like, nope, we're not doing that. You know, all orcs aren't bad people. Um, like, are there bad orcs? Yes. Are there bad people? Yes. Um, I even will take it so far as to be like, while the majority of mind flares are aberrations and monsters, occasionally you'll find one or two that are all right. Like I have one literally sitting here to my right that I just finished painting yesterday. Um, that is going to be a rogue illithid. He's going to have broken away from the hive mind and he's not about that life. Um, and he's going to be a protector of another character. Um, I think it's okay to break from tropes, you know, like, and it, it is hard to watch. Uh, someone, someone brought it up the other day on Twitter, some random post I saw, uh, that was like, can I just have a, a fantasy show that isn't just steeped in the humans hate the elves, the elves hate the humans, the dwarves hate everybody. Um, and I'd like that too. Um, which kind of dovetails back into that argument or the discussion from a couple weeks ago where people were mad at Wizards of the Coast for, for altering the the quote-unquote lore uh, by saying that, like, no race is 100% evil just because of who they are as a species or as a race of, of beings. And people were mad about that. And it's like, dude, like, that's awesome. That's kind of how, you know, we tried to play it anyway. And, and it's cool to see the publishers go that way too. Um, that they realize that there's some inherent racism built into the structure of the game that they own. You know, that, like... Like, when you look at dwarves being kind of thinly-veiled uh, anti-Semitic 
stereotypes and orcs being kind of uh, very much racist uh, tribal um, stereotypes, you know, and uh, like B. Dave Walter said at once that there's a, a, a tendency in these fantasy games at their at their beginnings where like the dark races were bad drow you know like here's this race of black skinned elves they're all evil like they're it, it smacks of racism um and so it's cool to see it break away from that and and unfortunately the witcher doesn't break away from that it it leans into that a little bit um i was telling chelsea when we were watching the last episode that we watched that like the books and the games are really steeped in that where it's like, I'm going to walk into this town. Oh, look, here's a bunch of elves and dwarves that have been burnt at the stake. What's going on inside the city? All the elves and humans are, are, are killing each other. And the non-human races are treated as subhuman and they get to live in a ghetto all by themselves. And it's kind of a cesspool. Uh, I think Dragon Age does that too. In some cases where like the, the city elves aren't integrated with the, the, the people. Um, I could be wrong, though. It's been a long time since I played Dragon Age, but I seem to remember that being a, a theme at some point. Um, yeah, I, I really did enjoy the stuff, and, and I, I'm enjoying The Witcher in spite of in spite of some flaws in the source material uh, that they didn't alter. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's show. I Again, I apologize for not... Having my my end of the year stuff ready to go. It's just been a, a busy ass week. Um, uh, with what with quitting my job, yay me, and uh, getting a new job and and trying to figure out stuff and you know st- still trying to make content through it all um, because like we've discussed a million times uh, and I had my moment of dread earlier in the recording. Um, I'm three months away. Uh, from some potentially serious life-altering changes. Um, I've got my fingers crossed that with this new job, I'll be able to keep this apartment and not have to move. Um, And then I've got my other fingers crossed that with this new job, I'll be able to save up enough money to move if I need to. Um, And then with that comes, you know, all the stuff of like, does this podcast continue? Like, are we in the final days of the ordinary podcast? Uh, or, you know, will the podcast just simply have to go on hiatus for a minute, which would suck because I've been doing it every week, uh, since its inception, you know, we're at 239 straight episodes. Um, that in itself is a great accomplishment. And I think I only missed like one or two Saturdays in that whole run. Um, Yeah, it feels good. I, I, lots of uncertainty ahead. I am going to finish getting ready, and then I'm going to stream uh, some Animal Crossing and coffee uh, and some Death's Door and stuff today. So I hope if you hear this in the midday hours that you find your way over to twitch.tv slash polynerdic to join me. Um, if not, uh, you can support us by sharing our words here on the show, by, by uh, subbing at Twitch. We have a Patreon. We have a coffee. Uh, become part of the Nerdy Neighbor community and uh, I'll see you next week right here on the Ordinary Podcast. Happy New Year. Hope it's a good one for you.